For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, the Levitical Priesthood. This is part five of the series. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10. I will put my Torah in their mind, and I will write it in their hearts. So the new covenant is taking away the stony heart, which is disobedient and doesn't follow the Torah, and replace it, that stony heart, with a heart of flesh. And in doing so, the God of Israel is going to impart his indwelling Holy Spirit so that the Torah is written upon our heart by the Holy Spirit so that we can be obedient to the God of Israel and his Torah through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 and 27, it is written, A new heart will I give you, a new spirit will I put within you. And then it says, I'm going to put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and to keep my judgments and to do them. Paul testified in Romans chapter 7, verse 22, that he delights in the Torah of God after the inward man. That is the one that has the indwelling Holy Spirit and the one who has the Torah written upon his heart through the new covenant, which comes about by repenting of your sins and accepting Yeshua into your heart and your life and you confess him as Savior and Lord of your life. Now, we're going to see that in the new covenant, Yeshua is the high priest of the new covenant, and he is a priest after the order of Melchizedek. So let's first see that Yeshua is our high priest. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, it is written, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Messiah Yeshua. Then it goes on to say in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 and 15, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed in the heavens, Yeshua, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. So Yeshua is not only high priest, but he's high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 6 in verse 10 it is written. And he says also in another place, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. That's Psalm 110 verse 4. And now Hebrews chapter 5 verse 10 it is written, called of God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And so Hebrews in chapter 5 verse 6 is referring to Psalm 110 verse 4 which says the Lord has sworn and will not repent you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek referring to Yeshua and so 
This is quoted in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 17. You are a priest forever, referring to Yeshua, after the order of Melchizedek. And so now the book of Hebrews is going to compare and contrast the difference between Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood and those things that was done by the Levitical priesthood. In Hebrews chapter 7, verse 21, it is written, For those priests were made without an oath, referring to the Levites, but this with an oath, that is Yeshua, where it says the Lord swore and will not repent that you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So the priesthood of Yeshua was made by his heavenly father through a declaration, through an oath that he made that Yeshua would be the high priest over his kingdom and would function in this Melchizedek priesthood. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 20, and as much as not without an oath, he was made priest. For those priests, the Levites, was made without an oath, but this with an oath by him that said on him, the Lord swore and will not repent. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Quoting from Psalm 110 and verse 4. Now in comparing and contrasting Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood of the new covenant, which governs and is the priesthood of the new covenant, how it is superior to the Levitical priesthood. It goes on to say in Hebrews chapter 7 verse 22, by so much was Yeshua made a surety of a better testament. And so what is one thing that makes the new covenant better than the covenant that Yeshua made with his people at Mount Sinai, given that Yeshua is the lawgiver? Well, one of the things that makes the new covenant better is it has a better priesthood, the Melchizedek priesthood versus the Levitical priesthood. And so the Melchizedek priesthood is over a better covenant, the new covenant, and the new covenant has better promises than the promises that were given at Mount Sinai by Yeshua when he gave the Torah to the nation of Israel. So in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6 it is written, but now has he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is, that is Yeshua, he's the mediator of a better covenant, that is the new covenant, which is established upon better promises. Notice it does not say doing away with the Levitical priesthood, it just says the Melchizedek priesthood is superior and better than the Levitical priesthood. And the Melchizedek priesthood is a more excellent priesthood, a more excellent ministry than the Levitical priesthood. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6, but now has he, Yeshua, obtained a more excellent ministry than the Levitical priesthood. And so Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood, his priesthood is able to bring salvation to the nation of Israel, to the world. The Levitical priesthood is not able to bring salvation to the nation of Israel and is not able to bring salvation to the world. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25, wherefore he, that is Yeshua, is able to save them, being a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, to the uttermost that come unto God by him. Now, the blood of bulls and goats, which were a part of the administration of the service of the tabernacle and the temple by the Levites, that the blood of bulls and goats cannot take away sin. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 4. It's not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. However, Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood, he is able to forgive and to take away our sin through his shed blood. 
when he died on the tree. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 11 and 12 and verse 21. And every priest stands daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice, which can never take away sins. That's referring to the Levitical priesthood. But this man, Yeshua, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. And then it says, and having a high priest over the house of God. So Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood is the priesthood over the house of God, over the new covenant. And as the father's Melchizedek priest, Yeshua died once for sinners. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 25 and verse 28. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with the blood of others. So Messiah was once offered to bear the sins of many. Now, the blood of bulls and goats cannot take away sin, but the blood of Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood is able to make reconciliation between God and man. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17 it is written that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest, a Melchizedek high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Then Colossians chapter 1 verse 20 it is written and having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. The Melchizedek priesthood of Yeshua, which governs the new covenant, is superior to the Levitical priesthood, which governed the nation of Israel after the sin of the golden calf, because the blood of Messiah provides us with eternal salvation and redemption. Hebrews chapter 9 verses 11 and 12 it is written, but Messiah being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and a more perfect tabernacle that is the tabernacle in heaven that was not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, that neither by the blood of goats and calves through the Levitical priesthood, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So in further comparing and contrasting Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood versus Levitical priesthood and seeing why the God of Israel found fault with them that the Levitical priesthood could not bring a person to spiritual maturity but Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood can bring an individual believer because he's been forgiven of his sins because the Torah has been written upon his heart and he's able to follow the Torah through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to bear the fruit of the Spirit he then is able to be brought into spiritual maturity through Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood. And so the word that's going to communicate spiritual maturity is often translated in the King James New Testament as perfect or perfection. It's the Greek word teleos, which means to be mature, to be complete, to be full age. And the corresponding Hebrew word is tamim. It means to be whole, complete. It means to have moral integrity. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 11. If therefore perfection, spiritual maturity 
came about by the Levitical priesthood, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? The Levitical priest could not be brought to spiritual maturity in the conscience of the individual. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 9, in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect, mature, whole, complete, spiritually upright, as pertaining to the conscience. The Levitical priesthood could not bring a person to full spiritual maturity. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1, for the law, it's referring to the Levitical priesthood, being a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the thing, can never with those sacrifices of blood and of bulls and goats, which they offered year by year continually, make the comers thereunto perfect, whole, complete, spiritually mature, full age. Now, not only is Yeshua the high priest of the new covenant, not only is he a Melchizedek priest, but the government that governs the new covenant is the Melchizedek priesthood, where Yeshua is the high priest of priests, and he is the king of kings, and he is the firstborn of firstborns. And so in the new covenant, Yeshua has restored the place that Adam had in the garden. Adam was a Melchizedek priest. And so Yeshua is going to restore the place and the status of his people who receive him as Messiah, make him Savior and Lord of their life. He's going to restore them to the status of Adam in the garden, who was a Melchizedek priest. And so all those who believe in Yeshua as the Messiah in the new covenant, Yeshua has positionally made them Melchizedek priests. And so we can see that the body of Messiah is a holy priesthood in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, verses 9 as well. You are lively sons. You're built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Yeshua HaMashiach. And then it says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. So that's why it says in Revelation chapter 5, verse 10, he He's made us unto our God kings and priests, offices of the Melchizedek priesthood, and we will reign on the earth. You see, Adam was able to rule and reign over the earth because he was a firstborn, a king, and a priest. And so when Yeshua returns and sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives, he's going to be teaching the Torah to all nations. He's going to set up his government. And when he does, he's going to have those who's going to be ruling and reigning with him. And they are going to have the place and the position of king, priest, firstborn before him. So in order to rule and reign with Messiah, you must be a part of his government. And to be a part of his government, you must be a Melchizedek priest. That's why the kings and priests reign with him on the earth. Now we're told in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 5 that the tabernacle that was built in the wilderness, that it's a blueprint of the heavenly tabernacle. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 5, which served under the example and shadow of heavenly things as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, says he, that you make all things according to the pattern shown to you in the mount. So Yeshua is the high priest 
of the heavenly tabernacle, of the heavenly sanctuary. We're told in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1. Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the summary. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. He's a minister of the sanctuary of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched and not man. Now Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, that you've come into Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the innumerable company of angels. So the heavenly tabernacle is greater than the tabernacle of Moses. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 11. But Messiah being a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more whole, complete, mature tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. So Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood ministers over and in the heavenly tabernacle, and Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood is over the new covenant. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 24, for Messiah is not entered in the holy places made with hands, that is of the Levitical priesthood, and Aaron and his sons who went into the holy of holies, which are figures of the true, but unto heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. As a result, believers in Yeshua can come before our high priest, Yeshua HaMashiach, and we can stand before him because of his shed blood. When we repent of our sins and receive forgiveness of our sins, we can now stand before him with our sins being forgiven, and we can thus have pure hearts before him. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 22. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of of Yeshua. And so spiritually, through the blood of Yeshua, we have access to heaven's holy of holies tabernacle by the blood of Yeshua. And it goes on to say, by a new and living way which he had consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, with full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Now, Levites will be taken from the nations to serve in Ezekiel's temple once the exile is over and after Yeshua sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives and rules and reigns during the Messianic era. Isaiah chapter 66 verses 20 and 21 it is written, and they shall bring all your brethren for an offering unto the Lord out of all the nations to my holy mountain Jerusalem says the Lord, and I will take also of them from the nations for priests and for Levites says the Lord. And the Levites will perform their priestly duties in Ezekiel's temple during the Messianic era. Ezekiel chapter 44 verses 10 and 11. And the Levites, yet they shall be ministers in my sanctuary, having charge at the gates of the house and ministering to the house, and they shall slay the burnt offering and the sacrifice for the people, and they shall stand before them to minister unto them. And then the Levites will also be teaching the Torah during the Messianic era. Ezekiel chapter 44, verse 15 and verse 23. But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, they shall come near to me to minister unto me, and they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the profane, and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. And the Levites will judge according to the Torah during the Messianic era. Ezekiel chapter 44, verse 15 and verse 20. 
24. And the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, and in controversy, now this is referring back to Deuteronomy chapter 17, verses 8 and 9, they shall stand in judgment, and they shall judge it according to my judgments, and they shall keep my laws and my statutes and all my assemblies, and they will hallow my Sabbaths. So now let's summarize what we have shared with you in this teaching regarding the Levitical priesthood. Number one, the Levites became priests replacing the function of the firstborn. Number two, the Levitical priesthood was added after the sin of the golden calf. Number three, Aaron and his sons served in the office of the high priest. Number four, the Levites served in the tabernacle and the temple. Number five, the Levites carried the Ark of the Covenant. Number six, the Levites were worship leaders. Number seven, the Levites were given tithes. Number eight, the Levites taught the Torah. Number nine, the Levites were officers and judges. Number 10, the Levites were porters. Number 11, the Levites were not given a land inheritance when the tribes of Israel went into the promised land. Number 12, the Levites were given cities to dwell in in the promised land. Number 13, the Levites are associated with the southern kingdom because in the days of Jeroboam, he would not permit them to serve under him. And so the Levites went to the southern kingdom and became linked and associated with the southern kingdom. Number 14, the Levites participated in the rebuilding of the second temple in the days of Ezra and Nehemiah. Number 15, John the Baptist or Yochanan the Immerser was a Levitical priest from the course of Abiyah. Number 16, the Levitical priesthood cannot bring an individual person into spiritual maturity. Number 17, Yeshua is a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Number 18, the Melchizedek priesthood is superior to the Levitical priesthood. Number 19, Yeshua will take Levites from the nations to serve during the Messianic era. Number 20, the Levites will perform their duties in the Messianic temple of the Messianic era. So that's going to conclude this teaching on the Levitical priesthood, where we explain to you what it is and who served in the Levitical priesthood, what their duties, tasks, and functions were. And we compared and contrast the Levitical priesthood with Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood. And in doing so, we shared with you that the Melchizedek priesthood is the eternal priesthood of the kingdom of God, and that Adam was a Melchizedek priest, and ultimately that Melchizedek priesthood office went to Jacob, but the offices of the Melchizedek priesthood, king priest firstborn, was split within Jacob's family, with Judah receiving the kingship blessing, and then Joseph, through his sons Ephraim and Manasseh, was giving the birthright firstborn blessing, and following the sin of the golden calf, the God of Israel gave the priesthood office to the Levites, and the Levites served over the nation of Israel following the sin of the golden calf till Yeshua came and brought in the new covenant. And in doing so, the priesthood that governs the new covenant is Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood. And in the new covenant, Yeshua has restored the place and the position that was in the Garden of Eden where Adam operated, that all believers in the new covenant are Melchizedek priests unto the God of Israel, 
Yet this being the case, the Levitical priesthood has not been done away with because we see when Yeshua returns and sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives and sets up his kingdom, he's going to rebuild the temple. It's going to be Ezekiel's temple and the Levites are going to be ministering and doing their duties in the temple of Ezekiel. So I pray that this teaching on the Levitical priesthood has been a rich blessing to you and it's helped you to better understand the Levitical priesthood and its role, task, and duties. Well, that's going to conclude part five of the series on the subject, the Levitical priesthood. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.